Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. Tonight, I'm going to talk about the umbrella of blessing. The umbrella of blessing. As I was just before the Lord in a quiet time, He just began to drop some things down into my spirit. And so I just sat down and wrote them down. So I'm going to share some with you tonight. I know I, I won't be able to share all of them maybe another time, but tonight I'll get as far as I can. But when I talk about the umbrella of blessing, that really comes up out of Isaiah 4, 5. And Eddie was talking about this recently in one of his messages that he did. But it says, And the Lord will create upon every dwelling place of Mount Zion and upon her assembly. See, Mount Zion is a type of the church, and the assembly is the lo- assemblies are the local churches within uh, the collective church of the Lord Jesus Christ, the big universal church. You know what I'm saying there. And he said, A cloud and a smoke by day and a shining of a flaming fire by night, for upon the glory shall be a defense. Now, if you look up this word defense, you know what one of the word for defense is? It is a hiding place. It is a safe place. But it also means a canopy. A canopy. And so that's where, you know, when I say the umbrella of blessing, you could say the canopy of blessing, but I think we can understand when we talk about that umbrella like today, if you got out, did you need an umbrella or not? Well, some of you, I guess you don't need umbrellas, but I do. (laughs) So you, you... Keep that umbrella over yourself in the elements, the rain, whatever. Keep yourself covered with that, right? And it protects and keeps you under that umbrella, under that canopy, and away from the bad weather. Well, that's what God's saying. Under this canopy um, that is in the local church. See, that's so interesting because a local church, everybody needs a local church. God sets the solitary in families. Didn't he say that? And that's, that's the local assembly. And God gives us a local assembly. And through that, there's a covering and there's a canopy. See, we've got, um, we've got a notion in the church uh, at large that it doesn't matter. I'm a Christian and I can be a Christian without church. Well, You can be a Christian without church, but you won't be a very good one without church. And you're going to have a lot of benefits and blessings that God wants to impart, but he's not going to be able to get it to you because you're not under the umbrella, the covering, the canopy. And so God wants you to have that. Now, everybody has to, we think most of us in this room, there may be some guests here tonight, but most of us, we think this is our assembly. We think this is the place where the defense, where the covering, the canopy is. Isn't that right? We, we've made that decision, but everybody has one. So if you want to live under the blessing, there's certain things that you need to make a practice of in your life. And number one, I'm going to talk about tonight, we need to live a life of faith. 
We need to live a life of faith. Some people, you know, they think uh, living a life of faith is when they come to church on Sunday and they hear about faith and the promises of God and all of those things and you say amen and then you go out the door and you live uh, like a person without a covenant, like a person without the blessing, like a person without the promise. But that's not what I'm talking about. When I got into the Word of God and got filled with the Holy Spirit of God, I began to see that God has a better way of life for me and that what I see in the Bible, I can have myself. I didn't know that. I did not know that. And so living a life of faith is when God says there is a promise for you, there is a blessing for you, there is something for you that you can have that is uh, made available to you. Don't let it go. Don't relent. Hold on to it and receive it. Amen? So we need to trust and we need to believe. We need to trust God. How do we trust Him? When He says something, we believe it, we trust in it no matter. See, that's what faith is all about. No matter how it looks, no matter how you're feeling, no matter what the circumstances are saying, you go on and believe it anyway. The Bible says the just shall live by their faith. And the just are those who are justified, those who are righteous. Will you say, well, that leaves me out? No, honey. No, no. You got to get it. Your righteousness comes through Jesus Christ. He gives you, listen, righteousness is a gift that is given to you. And so you get it when you come into the Lord and it is a gift. And so you are righteous and you are able you are justified, you are righteous, and you can trust him and you can have faith in what he says that what he, he's recorded in this book, he will not change it. You know, if you ever, you know, maybe some of you, you have parents and one day they'd tell you one thing and the next day they would tell you something else. I don't know. Um, it sounds like a mom to me. I don't know, but you know, I, I don't know. But, but see, the thing about it is with God, He's not like that. He doesn't tell you one thing one day and then you go and you're, you know, you believe it. And then all of a sudden He said, no, I've changed my mind. I'm not going to do that anymore. No, He said, what you see is what you're going to get. What you read is what I'll give you if you'll believe it. You have to trust Him that he's going to do what he said, and then you put your faith in that. And I start, I've been reading in the book of Hebrews lately, just my normal Bible reading, and I just, and I read it in another translation, and I was really struck how that all those people, men and women in the Bible, uh, that God used to do tremendous things. The Bible says Noah built that ark. How did he build it? By faith. Can you? I want you to think about that. No, there's never been rain before, and God said, "I want you to prepare the ark." And so he has to put faith in something he doesn't understand. Like when we read in the Bible, we may not understand it. 
uh, and, and he speaks something down in our heart and we may not understand it. And because we don't see it like that, we just discount it. But that's not what Noah did. And it took him a long time to build that ark. But the Bible said he built the ark by faith. How are you going to do anything? It's going to be by faith. Is God calling you to do something with your life, your family, whatever? Then you're going to do it by faith. Abraham. Abraham left the place where he lived and went to a place where he knew nothing about because God told him to do that and he knew that when he got there, he would reveal more and he did it by faith. Not understanding it. As long as he stayed around that family, what God had called him to do was delayed. Isn't that something? But then he had a son, and he had to put faith in what God said. I'm going to make your descendants like the sand of the sea. Now, how do you, I mean, here's a man. He's old. He's just old, and he doesn't have any children, you know, with, with Sarah, covenant children. And so, but he put faith in what God said, and he, listen, the Bible said he staggered not at the promises of God. Have you ever staggered before? He didn't do that. He said, God, you said that. And you spoke it to me. Now I believe it. And see, that's what God is looking for in people today. You see it. He gives you a word. You lay hold of it. And you believe it. And it doesn't matter if you haven't seen it yet. It doesn't matter about that because there's lots of things I feel like God wants to do in my life and through my life, and I haven't seen them. But you know what? If I go to heaven and I haven't seen it, somebody is going to, somebody's going to see it because my faith is still out there working. See, and that's the way it is for us, for you, not just me. So we are to live this <clears throat> life of faith, and trust and believe God. And those are the things that you need to practice in your life that will keep you under this umbrella of blessing. That's not the only thing now. <clears throat> but the second thing is stay positive and enthusiastic. How many of you know that you can be around people and they're so negative that you can't stand it? It's like everything that rolls out of their mouth is critical, judgmental. They don't believe anything. I tell you what, if that's you, you better get on your knees and say, God, help me. Help me pull this out of me. Pull it out of me. And help me to be positive. What's positive? Positive means that what this book says you're going to believe it. It doesn't matter what else. You stay positive on that. Now, I can tell you, you get in life, you go through life, you go through circumstances. I can tell you, you know, what Eddie and I have done here in this church over these 40 years, there have been lots of times that things didn't look good. But I'm going to tell you, you have to keep positive and you have to be enthusiastic about what you're doing. There's been many times that you get in the pulpit and you got things going on and you got crazy people doing crazy things, trying to hurt you, trying to uh, persecute you. 
uh, trying to work against you, trying to, the blessing and whatever that God wants to release from you, that people are fighting it, they don't want you to have it, they're jealous, whatever. And you say, really? Yeah, for 40 years. But you know what you do? You stay positive and you're enthusiastic about the Lord and about what He has for your life. Come hell or high water, those people can't stop you if you will not be stopped. Can they stop you? Yeah, if you allow them to. But I'm not allowing it, are you? And I tell you, I'm speaking my faith because sometimes I don't feel that way. Sometimes I just want to get out and kick somebody. Put some tape over their mouth. But I don't. So therefore, I've got the victory. <laughs> and I'm going to remain enthusiastic, aren't you? Amen. Now, 1 Samuel 12, 24, listen what it says. Be sure to fear the Lord and faithfully serve Him. What does fear the Lord mean? It means that you reverence Him. And it does have a fear to it in that you don't treat God in your life like Joe, your best friend. You don't do that. He, he can be your best friend, but you need to have respect and honor, and you need to fear Him as the Lord. Amen. Think of the wonderful things He has done. And that's really important. When, if you're going to stay positive and enthusiastic, you need to think of the things the Lord has done for you and in your life. You remember David and you remember uh, what he did? He rehearsed the victories that God had brought into his life. I killed the bear. I killed the, you remember the lion? And so, and he said, so this giant, I'm going to take his head off. The things that you're facing, you need to be like David. You need to have that same spirit of faith, that same positive, enthusiastic outlook. Look, a giant, more than one, may be in front of me. But I remember what God did for me in my past, and I know that He will help me take your head off. So you better watch it. I tell you, when you got God on the inside of you, you can talk big. <laughs> well, you just think you're something. No, I think I'm in God, and God's in me, and I think I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I'm not a weakling. And I don't have to give up. And I can hold on to the enthusiasm. You know, the root word of enthusiasm is theos, and it has to do with God, God in you. That's how you can be enthusiastic. I tell you, I don't, I, I went to church and it was dead as a doornail. Do you understand what I'm saying? I couldn't stand it. I just wanted to do something, cause a ruckus. And you know, I decided I'm not ever, ever, ever. Now, I might be in a church situation, whatever, you know, in some way or another. But I will never worship in a house like that again. 
Now, we don't have to have a free-for-all and a Jericho march every time we get together, but I'm talking about the life of God. You understand what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the life of God, where the people are excited about Jesus, where there's an enthusiasm of the Holy Spirit, and there is uh, this positive spirit that is there because we know that we have a hope in Jesus, and we know that we have His Word, and when He says something, we know that He's going to do it, and we're His his children, and we can lay hold of that and hold on to it. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora. Pastor Nora.